my clients, they start and they work in their business, servicing their clients and kind of being an employee of their business. And that's great because that started the business in the beginning, but it has its limitation, right? We're training time for money. And at some point, either you will need to cap it or you will try to do more and you'll burn out because there's only 24-7 hours so on. So you need to start gaining that perspective of a CEO and a leader of a business. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super excited to have you here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Maggie. Maggie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Michelle. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So give us a 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Okay. So um, my name is Maggie. I live in Toronto, in Canada. Um, I'm a mom in a blended family of four kids, and uh, professionally, I'm a business coach, so I help Small business owners, solopreneurs grow their businesses in a nutshell. There you go. Awesome. I love it. So give me more about, and by the way, I'm in Calgary. So yay, go Team Canada. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get into coaching and business coaching in particular? Um, so it, I guess it's a journey, it's a journey, it's always a journey, but, um, in my Canadian career, some immigrant to Canada, I'm originally Polish. I came to Canada with a lot of dreams of good life and so on in 2005. And I grew my career in the corporate world and I very quickly became a people leader and started coaching and developing people. And I realized that this is really something I loved in every part of the job that I had. That was my favorite part and the least favorite parts, like, you know, fixing things and extinguishing fires, <laughs> doing things. <laughs> I was more stressful, whereas like coaching and developing people was always fun and very rewarding. Seeing my team members not only grow in their positions, but then move, you know, upwards and so on. And, um, and, you know, I do love business. I think it's fun. It's creative, you know, creating solutions to problems, strategy. I really like that. Um, and I have like many different, different positions to get to know like all sides of business, you know, from operations to business development and sales to in business intelligence, so analytics and so on, like many different things, project management, um, so about five years ago, I kind of burned out in my corporate in one of the corporate world roles I had. It was more sort of situational. So it wasn't like a systemic problem in the company I worked for, but more situational. But it got me to the point when I was, I felt caged and I'm a Sagittarius. I don't like to be caged. I like to be free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's Too many fires of... to put out. <laughs> <laughs> And it sort of forced me to rethink. And I kind of thought, you know what, like, I don't want to get myself into those situations where maybe decisions are made for me and maybe they weren't thought through the where they should have been thought through. And then now I'm stuck, you know, implementing them and then also empowering or trying to empower my team implementing them. So that was one of the reasons like, you know what, I'm too old for this. I need a change. (laughs) Well, I love that. And I love that you love the the people building aspect of the corporate um, position, because oftentimes managers will get put into a management position because they're good at what they do. Yes. And they treat the 
the leadership development as babysitting and it drives them nuts. So (laughs) and yeah, but like the thing is that that's that's the that's the most important part. Once you become a people leader, leading people is actually the most important part. And it's unfortunate that not only not necessarily managers don't realize that because you know, yes, you get promoted because you're good at your job and that's how I got promoted too. But then I had a really, you know, a chance and I had good mentors who empowered me with the skills to lead people, right? But very often that doesn't happen. So then of course people dread it because they don't know how to do it. They think like they just should be know should know that like just out of thin air, right? Like those are actually skills you learn. (laughs) And then another unfortunate fact is that a lot of companies don't recognize that this is the most important thing, that that's how companies thrive through people that work in there and do the work for their clients, right? So what our company is doing, like they have people who do bring value to other people who receive whatever those people are doing. And a lot of like, that's not necessarily a common knowledge. <laughs> right? I think it was, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it certainly wasn't when I was, you know, my very, very short stint in corporate. Um, <laughs> because I, I looked I was very young at the time and looked at kind of the senior management and felt like I was a threat to their position as opposed to, hey, this is the up and coming generation. We have to teach them everything we know so that they can take over. And yeah, it's uh, it it was normal at the time. But now it strikes me as really weird that I ever would have thought that way (laughs) because like there should be so much encouragement for young people to to get the knowledge that they need to be able to move on and do the things that they love yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. There should, there should. And really, truly, if you think about it, please, the way I experience it, I always love to help my team members get learn parts of my jobs, right? So they can get promoted because it allowed me to get promoted. Right. right? Like <laughs> if you, if, if nobody's going to be there to take over yeah, your job. If your plate is busy. <laughs> Right. With everything, then how are you going to learn new things to be able to 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 move up? And then if you make yourself almost indispensable in a position in a sense, nobody else can do it. Then you that that's career limiting because then nobody will want to pull you out of there. Well, well, if Maggie leaves, the world falls apart. Right. So that's that's I love it. So when you're working with business owners and coaches, how do you help them? to one, build their business? And are you integrating kind of those concepts of leadership into it? Or is it more kind of the business side of things? No, I I do integrate a lot of leadership in it because I truly believe that first of all, we're all leaders, okay? Whether we have a team or not, you're a leader and it starts with you and your life. And then when you have a business, you lead your business. It doesn't just like to build a thriving business It doesn't just happen magically, or you can't just wing it. You can wing it to a certain point, but like at some point, (laughs) winging it. Then they go, Maggie, help. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you lead, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it's you first and so on. So, there is, in terms of the mindset, right? Your, the podcast we're talking here is business owner to mindset. (laughs) So, for me, the, the mindset is that of a leader, a leadership mindset. How do I take the vision that I have for my business, the mission, the impact I want to make in my business and actually go out there and make it? And, you know, I work a lot with service providers, so with service-based businesses. So a lot of um, 
my clients, they start and they work in their business, servicing their clients and kind of being an employee of their business. And that's great because that started the business in the beginning, but it has its limitation, right? We're training time for money. And at some point, either you will need to cap it or you will try to do more and you'll burn out because there's only 24, seven hours so on. So you need to start gaining that perspective of a CEO and a leader of a business, zooming out, looking at different things and creating a strategy, right? So I help my clients with the mindset, then yes, of course, I help them with the strategy, with the marketing, with the customer journey and figuring out how do we deliver the service best to retain the clients, get them come back, you know, on top of bringing in the new ones. And um, so that sort of combination, but I add third part to it that maybe not a lot of coaches do. And that comes from my burnt out experience. So after I burnt out, I actually signed up for some high performance coaching because I said, okay, well, I can't change this situation. I can do something about me. Like I can maybe become more effective, whatever, right? There's things I can do. And that coaching changed my life. <laughs> okay. Nice. In the way I handled the stress, how I felt, how effective I became or how much more effective because I thought I was pretty effective, but like that blew my mind anyways, by just implementing certain habits, certain again, mindset shifts, right? It all goes together. So I add that in my coaching as well when I help my clients to really be super effective with their time. So not work more, but actually more productive and effective so they can enjoy life. Like I started my business after that experience. I'm like, no, no, no. There has to be a way where you can make good money and make an impact and do what you love. And at the same time, build a happy life with other things in it than just work, right? With family and friends and so on. And I'm like, I'm going to have this and that. And I want my clients to realize that they can have this and that, that they don't have to do a trade-off. It doesn't mean, though, like you're perfectly spending time every day, you know, an hour on business, an hour on a family and so on, but you created the way you want it to truly do and you have a power over it. Nice. I love that. And I think so many business owners get really stuck in this trap of I have to get all of these things done. And yeah. if I build my business, I'm going to have twice as many things to get done. So yeah. it's it's not going to be feasible. And, and there is a shift of kind of how do I structure my business such that I'm only working, you know, four days a week and I get to go play golf on Fridays and there is a way to do it, whatever, you know, whatever that goal is. Exactly. It takes a lot outside perspective to be able to help them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And as you say, there is a hundred percent way to do it. And you're right. Like, I truly believe, you know, as human beings, we all have our blind spots and we all have certain perspective that was shaped by our experience, but our life and so on. And it's invaluable to have a different perspective to somebody to show you your blind spot and so on, gain, like share the expertise and so on. Like we can change so much so quick for the better that it's just, again, it's incredible. Nice. Love it. So what does it look like when somebody starts working with you? What is that kind of um, process? So the process is we look, of course, where you are and where you want to be. Right. So we figure out, okay, well, what's going on in your business right now? Where do you want to be? What are the main challenges? And then we sort of, you know, work through, but like 
the strategy, I always really, I always start with what is your mission? What is your vision? What are your values? So what is the foundation of your business? And some business owners don't have that at all. So we start there, right? Some business owners have that, but they forgot about it, or they kind of thought that was just this thing that it just then is somewhere in the drawer and you never look at it. You never like use it. Right. Like, what is the purpose of a mission statement, really? No. (laughs) I don't know. It just directs your entire company in. Yeah. And then they wonder, why do I have a business that doesn't work for me? Right. Right. (laughs) But when you have actually that strong foundation and you use it to build your business, to guide you, to make strategic decisions and truly pick the opportunities that are right for you. Because it's not the lack of opportunities that businesses face. It's actually being able to pick the ones that are the right for you. And what guides you is this, is your mission, vision, and values, right? And then, then of course, we look at your entire customer journey, right? So from when the customers meet you to when they become your customers and how you service them, all those processes and so on and, and how you they come back, how that relationship ends, right? And then again, that of course, every client will be different. Some things might be working great. Some things are not. So, you know, we'll sort of, once I know that, then I create like an individual strategy for the client to go through and, you know, fix things and start moving things in the right direction. And in the process, then I also help them to establish some good habits and the way they operate day to day. So not only in business processes, improvement and so on, but also in them as leaders, how they show up, how they operate. Because I truly believe that, especially when you're a solopreneur or small business owners, your business cannot outgrow you, right? It's not going to outgrow your mind, whatever your current level of thinking and operating and feeling created the business you have. So in order to change that, improve that, you need to improve first. Love that. So who do you love to serve and support? Who's your ideal client? My ideal clients, I guess I have two groups that I love working with. So the first group is people who are sort of just starting or have like a side hustle. So I used to have my business as a side hustle for a couple of years before I parted ways with corporate um, world. And, you know, I gave my notice and left. Um, So helping those business owners to really get to the point where they have consistent income, consistent clients. Again, they feel more safe and secure and confident in their business because, of course, there's lots of hustling, a lot of fear in the beginning, a lot of, um, I'm not sure if it's going to work. Can I do this and so on? So that's sort of the first group. (laughs) And then the second group, it's more of an established business owner who is that in that moment where I want to grow. I know I can, but I don't know how because the majority of my time is consumed by servicing the clients and like doing only the things that I have to. And there's this never ending to-do list that I know I should be doing. I just have no idea how to get to it. I don't no idea how to scale, like I'm kind of stuck. So that's sort of the, the, the second group. I love that. That's awesome. So give us an example of a Cinderella story of one of your clients. Okay, Cinderella story. So just the most recent one, like our most recent one. So the client who was more in that second group when she started, she's a therapist and she has a therapist 
therapist practice, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and then when she started, she was in this, like I have clients up the wazoo. I'm trying to grow and I know I need to hire other therapists to help, but I'm scared. I don't think it's going to work. And I'm overwhelmed by everything I need to do. We started coaching in March and of course we were still, you know, coaching together and she grew over 60, I think three or 7%. Nice. And works less. <laughs> she was less overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. lately, and she actually told me lately, which was the best, like, yes, money growth is amazing for her. Right. But like, I love when the client tells me, you know what? I actually love my weekly CEO time and I love looking at numbers now and I see how I can make better decisions through it. And in the beginning, she was like, what numbers? And not only financial, there's some operational numbers I got to look at, but like as we slowly work through it, it's so that, that warms my heart, you know, when my client says, yeah, I like being a CEO. <laughs> nice. Love that. That's awesome. So <laughs> you went over some of the stumbling blocks of what people are thinking and, um, and the challenges that they're going through. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? So I have a podcast as well. So if listeners, I like podcast, then I have a, it's called diamond effect where I, you know, talk about business things since one, a lot, some mindset, some strategies, some high performance habits. So a bunch of things, um, or they can connect with me through my website, stairwaytoleadership.com. So one word, stairwaytoleadership.com. And there I have my social media links and other things. Love it. That's awesome. So normally I would ask at what point did you know you were that special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur, which you went into, was it I'm looking towards the kind of that, that pivotal moment when you went, you know what, I got to start my own business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was it because the, um, the current owners were kind of doing it wrong, quote unquote wrong, or was it because you were looking for the freedom or something else? Like what was that pivotal moment that you went? Mm. I think it was a number of things, right? So, so I work for a big corporation, right? The owners mm. are shareholders or whatever. It's not a public corporation yet at least, but, but it's a large company. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a, like that moment to start a business it did came from that burnt out, but the uh, reasons were truly multiple. So it was, Yes, I want to empower people to do the things the right way, right? I never want anybody to go through what I got through. And whether they're inflicting it on their own or whether they're (laughs) inflicting it on their employees, it's just there's, you can do, we can do better, right? Like leaders can do better. And so that was one of it. But it was also like the fact that I want to make, an impact that's more aligned with me. I want to help people grow and just focus on that. I don't necessarily want to go and do just the things I might be good at, but I don't fully enjoy that just cause stress. And then, yeah, having that freedom of time and, you know, freedom to, to create life with my family that I wanted, that definitely that period was showing me that that's not necessarily the balance I want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it was a combination and like also that, like, Hey, 
you know what, as I said, I think I'm old enough to just make my own decisions, live the consequences of it and create something fully on my own without being constrained by, you know, whatever goals the organization has and whatever, whatever vision they have. So nice. I love that. Awesome. So you've been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it immensely. Any last words for our peeps? I want to say the last word is just being intentional. Okay. With everything you do (laughs) in your business and really truly in your life, right? Sometimes we get through the motions of even running our business, right? We establish certain habits, something that we've done, we decided on a year ago and so on that we don't even know if it still serves us or not. We just keep doing, right? So being able to pause and look at what we do and realize whether we truly want to do and it's what serves us or not. So being intentional, that is very important. And when you take that pause and think about it, it can reveal a lot of things. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Awesome. Thank you, Maggie, for being here with us today. Thank you, Michelle, for having me. Thanks so much. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and join Facebook group Business Ownership Secrets to Scaling because we love helping you grow. Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.